Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Modern. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler. I am here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? Today, we're doing our second episode on Modern Masters. Now it's called 2015. Since last you heard from us, uh, Glenn Jones was a co-host. Now it's Ben. So, good news there. What's up tonight or today is what I really meant to say, guys. <laughs> if it's the daytime when you're listening um, to this. Also, you know, it's now confirmed. It's no longer called Modern Masters 2, as we all thought it would be. It's now 2015, which leads us to believe that there will be more. Um, beyond that, we also know some of the cards that's going to be in it. Uh, before we get into all that business, I do want to remind you guys to follow us on Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Following us on Twitter lets you know all of the stuff like when this episode came out and when we're going to tell you about new stuff. And rating us on iTunes makes it all worth it, so you get more content and more awesome stuff on a weekly basis. It's all just pretty much awesome, is what Kessler's saying. So, back to Master... Now, back to Modern Masters. Uh, so what do we have confirmed so far? What cards, what cards are already in the set? We know that Emrakul is confirmed. We know that Karn is confirmed. We know that Etch Champion is confirmed. We know that Tarmogoyf is confirmed. Okay, so there's kind of very specific things I want to talk about, because all these cards kind of give you hints of what could or could not be in the set. And that leads us, today we're going to be talking about what could or could not be about the set, so let's get into it. Um, first, I want to talk about Emrakul. The question for this is... Will they include the other Eldrazi Titans? Now, just in case you don't know what Emrakul is, guys. Yeah, Emrakul, the, the Eons Torn. He's the Aeons. biggest creature ever. 15 mana, colorless Eldrazi, beefy monster, legendary, Flying amazing. 50-50 protection from colored spells, Annihilator, Infinity, yes. and you take an extra turn when you cast him. So you basically, if you can cast him for real mana, which in modern happens on occasion, we talked about on the Trine <laughs> deck, you win. Yeah, you win right there. He's one of the hilarious cards where it's like... We always talk about, well, if they get in with an Emrakul attack, is it possible to recover? I've seen it happen. If, if like, he gets uh, through the breach too early in a game, I've seen nothing else happen, and you can win through it. But it's, like, a 99, 2.2% chance you win if you can resolve an attack with an Emrakul. Right. And the thing that comes with that is, one, Emrakul was first printed in, you know, the original Sendikar block, which we're going back to this fall, he came with two other big Titan buddies. It's also crazy, by the way, just before we move on to the two Titan buddies, he was the promo card. Yeah. I, I got an Emrakul as a promo, and yeah. I was like, I was like, 40 eh. bucks now. I was like, he cost 15. Well, that was I'm from an era when <laughs> promo cards for, like, pre-releases and stuff were much more expensive. Wormcoil Engine? Wormcoil was Engine was a promo set? within, like, three months of each other. So, like, crazy. it's definitely a different... They realized that they didn't want their chase cards to be the cards you get for free when you show up. Which I think is messed up, but yeah, it was awesome to get those. <laughs> I'd much rather show to a pre-release if I'm getting Emrakul than whatever the Ma master, uh, yeah, the blue clone green. guy, yeah, <laughs> that gets like cost five duplicate um, master, whatever. They anyway. So back to Emrakul and the Judge. The thing that's important to me is so how much of mas uh, modern masters fit 2015 is going to be used as promotional pieces for Zendikar. I think, and I think it's going to be a lot. I think they're going to do as much as they can to be like, yo. Here's a reminder of what Zendikar was like. Not to mention, here are cards that will go with the cards we're going to give you in six months. So you think that we are going to get the other two massive Eldrazi yeah, legendary I think creatures, I think, Ulamog and Kozilek. Right. Both of which have 
not quite as swingy effects as Emrakul, but both of which one, are really awesome. One draws you four cards, and the other one destroys target permanent. Vindicate and like better ancestral visions are attached to them when they enter the when, they, when you cast them. And they have annihilator triggers that are not as big yeah. as Emrakul, and they cost a little less ten and twelve, I believe, or ten yeah. and eleven, maybe. Something Either way, like, they're gigantic. That, right, right, and. The, the idea is that we're going to see all three of these guys, new versions of them, coming this fall. So here's the time to remind you this is what they were. Well, let's put them in a high-profile set, Modern Masters 15. We're yep. not going to flood the market with them, but people are going to be reminded these exist. It definitely leads you to believe that this is a, going to be a set that's going to play very similar to Rise of the Eldrazi. Because yeah. you have to very have a very specific format that's able to cast giant Eldrazi titans. Yep. And if it's not going to be that, there are going to be other archetypes that are built into that. Um, the other... Uh, cards that we have confirmed, Etch Champion, which is a slightly low-profile one, but the important thing it shows you, shows you is that um, Metalcraft is coming back, which to me leads you to believe that Mox Opal is a lock as yeah. one of the Mythic Rares in the set. And I think that makes a lot of sense anyway, um, yeah. whether or not whether or not they were going to use it as a as a draft archetype, which it seems like they will, obviously, if they, they don't want to print a card like a Mox Opal, it's just right. a throwaway if they're not going to do that. But it just, it definitely is one of those cards that's unreasonably expensive. As a card that you have to play as a forum if you're going to play Affinity, you really can't get away with... Right, and, and on the previous podcast we had about Modern Masters, Glenn was a little resistant to say that like an artifact theme would be possible because it was so prevalent in the first Modern right, Masters. Right. But because we're seeing Etch Champion being printed in this set, that means there has to be support for it, which means that there's no chance Mox Opal's not going to be in the set. It seems insane. Right. Um, next, we have Tarmogoyf. Tarmogoyf is back. That was kind of the assume. Everyone was pretty sure that He's was going to happen. He's the flagship card of the of format modern, in the really? set last time, and he didn't go down, so there's, it'd be dumb not to bring him back. You cannot have a creature that's a four of in the most popular deck that costs $210. You can't have it. And who, this could even not do anything. His price could go up it's based off of last time. $40 to get a set of Tarmogoyfs. Like, that's absurd. And it may continue that way unless this is printed much more heavily than the last time, which we're not going to get into because no one knows. You guys ever hear the story where I traded away two Tarmogoyfs during Future Sight? Like, two weeks after it came out and it, they were throw-ins? I was, tra I was trading for, like, a foil Lotus Bloom promo, a sweet promo, right. though, just like we were talking about. And I was trading, like, I think I was trading for two of them uh, and I was giving the guy an overgrown tomb, which at the time was like just out of standard. Yeah, yeah. And like the the difference, I think, was about two or three dollars. And the guy was like, "Do you have anything you can throw in?" I said, "Oh yeah, take a look through my binder." And he gets to the end of the green and he goes, "What about this uh, Tarmogoyf card?" Oh, there's two of them here. I was like, "You want that card, that Legoyf? Yeah, go right ahead. Throw them both in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's four hundred dollars." Um. That's a story that's happened to a lot of people. I luckily did not play at that time. Yeah. It was part of my break, so I avoided mistakes like that. Those Lotus Blooms sure were sweet. Yeah, I bet. Have you played with them more than twice <laughs> no, since you? No, okay. never. <laughs> um, so the real question, though, since Tarmogoyf is back, are the which other high-profile mythics or rares from the last Modern Masters are coming back? The main two that are like important to think about are Bob and Vendillion Click, though it does trickle down to other ones. And it's weird, though, that people aren't really playing Dark Confident recently. He's not really seeing a lot of play right. very recently. So it's almost like, I mean, but they designed this set before that was a thing. So. Right, so that's something to also keep in mind, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But, th you know, this was at least developed a year ago. They yeah. confirmed the list a year away from now. So... You know, Birthing Pod might be in this set because they didn't know they were going to have to ban it. You know, there are cards like Dark Confidant that back that were much more ubiquitous that have gone down in playability since then. But that card is so good, it'll it'll come back. Oh, yeah, and it's a legacy staple. And, and you know, it's it, The question is, though, do they want to reprint the exact same marquee cards for this set as the first one, or do they want to kind of mix it up? There are a few, I mean, there are a few cards that, that now exist that you could be printing in newer sets that would make a huge impact. Um, unfortunately... 
they the way that they're doing this and the, what they've confirmed is that we don't go up into Innistrad block. We've added two years worth of sets. Right. So the the main black card really that we want to see reprinted is Liliana of the Veil. We're not going to get it in this right. release. That's not happening. They're also that's one of the reasons I think they printed it as the promo for yeah. the pre TQ championship. I forgot exactly what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, regional the regionals. Um, I do think we have Bitter Blossom. I think that is kind of the card that we're going to yeah. see as our black mythic. Um, the question is, if they are not printing, if they're kind of doing a big like Eldrazi and colorless spells with Karn and Mox Opal as their like five casual prints instead of like the dragons, are they going to either do something like have the five titans? Or are they going to print just rent like two of each kind of color and just random good cards from each? Are there going to be any gold cards in the top fifteen? It, it it definitely begs the diff- question of like what is actually possible in the slots. Well, I definitely think the only thing holding the Titans back is the fact that they were printed in back to back M sets. But again, as we and see, it's taking up five mythic slots. But as we've seen the the as we've seen Magic explode so much, that was back in uh, M I believe M. 11 and M12. M12, yeah, it was the last uh, time we saw the Titans. Now, we've been th- we've had three releases, three right. M releases, and a fourth coming up very soon to coincide with Modern Masters since then. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the Titans for a couple of reasons. One, Primeval Titan is a big card in Modern. That's a great card. Right. It's a great card. But they could like reprint to... Primeval Titan separate from the Titans. They could. It could be it could be Tarmogoyf and Primeval Titan, Elish Norn and Limvala, uh, Bitter Blossom, and uh, Dark Confidant. Like, you just do two of each of the different single colors, and you're not stuck with you know just having to be like wasting your mythic slots because these mythic slots are much more important. I know, but they were comfortable doing it with the legendary dragons from Kamigawa in Modern Masters One. But that was the I- first time they did it, and the difference between now and then: a, they already have like a big cycle of big splashy cards, being right. Veldrazi and and sure. uh, Karn. So like for limited purposes, they already have cards that like oh I have a bomb that I just need to ramp to and get to, and well, I win. 10, 12, kind of. and fifteen drops are not exactly limited right, cards. Right. True. Um, the other side of that is I think they were playing it safe with the dragons for the first one because yeah. they were so afraid of that set being Chronicles. Yeah. And there are cards okay, we need to put out their Tarmogoyf. There needs to be more Tarmogoyf. Right. This format will die if there isn't that. So I'm willing to risk. Tarmogoyf dropping in some in price, but they I see what you're saying. But now they're they I feel like they think they at least have a better handle on it, so they would be more willing to print better or like less just you wasting their mythic slot capabilities, which is important. And, right. I, and honestly, as a as a modern player, it feels like they should be taking responsibility for the fact that you know what we need to get the right mythics out there. We need to make sure there's there's a lot of cards. I mean, this is this was a funny thing that happened to me when we started talking about doing this episode. I mean, I don't look at card prices all that often. I mean, occasionally when mm-hmm. if we do like a an examination of a set or a deck, I'll check the price of that card. But often I just sort of assume that I know the prices because I used to I used to trade and have this big collection and right. buy and sell all the time. So when I looked up this list to see what these cards are worth, it's kind of mind blowing to see some of these cards that I remember. Definitely like ten dollars. Full Mentor Mage is fifty dollars now. Is a ten dollar card. Full Mentor Mage is a six dollar card. Yeah, I had six of them. Right. I don't even remember what happened to them. I feel like I I don't even know if I got three bucks for my Full Mentor Mage. You might still have them them in a box under your bed. Who knows? They're sixty (laughs) dollars now. Yeah. I mean, the same with Noble. I mean, that's that's another card that's like a lock. Same as Noble Hierarch. That's the other question. Are some of these sixty dollar rare is going to be bumped to mythic? Is Noble Hierarch going to be a mythic rare because they don't want to like completely decimate people's collections? Mind you. In Modern Masters, the first one, Cryptic Command, was one of these kind of cards, but they reprinted it at rare. rare. Arcbound Ravager was one of these types of cards they reprinted at rare. So they might just not care, and depending on which cards... I think if it's more of a role-player card, like Noble Hierarch, yeah. it'll be rare. 
I think one of the things that is important to pay attention to is they don't seem to be afraid, or at least they haven't shown to be completely afraid, of reprinting cards not in, not necessarily as part of a cycle. So in Modern Masters 1, I believe we got Pact of Negation, Slaughter Pact, and Summoner's Pact. But yep. I don't think they reprinted Intervention Pact or Pact of the Titan. Yep. So The bad two. Yeah. Which, But that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You give us three out of five... It actually does give me hope, and I think that's better for a, for a right. format like this. You don't need to stick to the clunky. Like for instance, with the dragons, we really only needed Kokosho. Like Kokosho's the he's the iconic well, one. He was the one that like within six months of that happening, he was unbanned in Commander, which was and yeah. like so like people needed more of him. He's kind of a cool card. He's a like, fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. So you reprint right. that card, but it's like that. I'll be totally honest. When they announced that originally, I was just like. Who plays with the blue dragon? And it, and it was for drafting purposes. They needed a, a cycle of cards that were just splashy enough that, like, yeah. didn't happen enough all the time, but they needed something there. But those don't need to be Mythic Rares. But those, well, they do need to be Mythic Rares. For, like, the, nowadays, and Modern Masters is going to be different, but normally Mythic Rarity is based off of draft. All rarity is based off of draft. Sure. So, because they want the draft format to be as good as possible, and I think the dragons were put at Mythic for that reason. Mind you, they could put other cards, and they might be better at it, and play it a little less safe. Uh, the last thing is Karn. Uh, there is one specific question. It does have to do with the Mythic Rare, which we're sure. kind of discussing sure. right now. Um, and then beyond that, I have one more. Is he going to be the only Planeswalker? So, if you really look at it, important Planeswalkers from this era, from the eras that are available that haven't really been reprinted too much or could be interesting. Tezzeret, Agent of Bolas. Tezzeret, Agent of Bolas, a Johnny Vengeant, yep. and maybe Gideon because it's just kind of to remind you who he is and to set up the fact that he's going to be an M, uh, Magic Origins and then he's going to be the face of Zendikar. The problem sure. then is he's a white card and white and green are the two mythic slots yeah. that are kind of the more, like, too hard to not, like, you have to, like, get rid of some. They're, yeah. like, having to give one away. I don't think you'll see Gideon. I right. wouldn't expect you'll see Gideon. Um, I think Ajani feels like the one that would make the most sense. He shows up the most frequently in, in, in creative decks. He's a good card. He's Again, he's a fan favorite. He's powerful enough. Um, he is one of those modern cards that when you do resolve him, because of his ability being a Lightning Helix and everything like that, and Lightning Helix is a modern card that people are familiar with, it fits. Tezzeret, on the other hand, as much as I love Tezzeret, it's not a card that people really use to success in modern. But so the reason I think Tezzer is more likely is because I believe that the blue black draft archetype is going he to is be going the artifact, artifact one. Okay. So he is kind of a, a mythic that you could open and be like, oh, this is the archetype I'm now going to go into. It leads you down a draft path. While Johnny Venge is just like good in every deck that can play red white. Tezzeret is definitely more, and I think they need to move it from white-blue. Yeah. Because that's what it was before. And blue-black will be different enough because you can have kind of proliferate theme with counters, and that will also go with infect creatures that will probably be brought back into the set because I think we're going to get a lot of infect in this set. Sure. So let me just list a couple cards that if Tezzeret was to be reprinted. And I hope he is. I really do. Yeah, Because yeah. I love Tezzeret. We, we have had multiple phone conversations about mm. trying to use Tezzeret in modern. Right. And Tezzeret has had some success in modern. Of those Planeswalkers, he's the most build-around-me Planeswalker that... Like, him and Ajani are the two most successful, but Tezzeret right. has more decks built around him, and it's a form of deck playing that they might want to encourage. Well, there's also the fact, so Insol Artifact was a big splashy card that, that made a, made like a yeah. move in Modern, and that's a great card. That's a great card from a Brewer standpoint. So if you do give us Tezzeret, you can also give us the Wellsprings, which are very good limited cards. They're nice to have. Right. They're filter cards. They yep. play extremely well with Tezzeret. And there is a red black, there is, theori you know, theoretically there could be like an Artifact Sack theme built yes, into things. exactly. Yeah. And then you also get Grand Architect, which I know you guys are going to laugh at me about Grand Architect wah, wah, wah. because I love it and I talk about it constantly. 
But Architect is another one of those cards where you mention you bring back those Wellsprings. You mention a sub-artifact theme that is blue-black. The blue-black deck, the Proliferate deck that I played in Standard with Architect, it's is very much... Block. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's very much the kind of thing that plays well in a limited environment. I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Tumble Magnet get reprinted. Right. Uh, you know, no, no, it, it's definitely something that would Canadian lead... Asian Engine would be a card we could see. Right. And, you know, we, for sure, not for sure, but we're most likely getting Ink Moth Nexus. Yes. So like, 100%. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm like yeah. 100% convinced it's happening. Um, so these are cards that kind of go really well with Tezzeret. We're probably getting Spell Skite. I mean, this is, uh, apparently this is it's the fine. set made for Ben. Apparently. But, um, <laughs> why do you like this block, Scarlet <laughs> block, so much? Um, so I, I could see Tezzeret coming because he leads down one of the draft archetypes they might be encouraging. Yeah. Where a Johnny Vengeant might just be kind of a wasted... Planeswalker reprint and a Johnny Vengeance has been reprinted four times. Yes, I, I think I think now that now that you mentioned in the context of the limited environment, Desert actually does make more sense. Right. Um, and I also do think that the last card you mentioned, Spellskite, to me is a is a lock. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. can't see any way they don't reprint it. And if you do reprint Spellskite with with the Phyrexian mana and the fact like, oh no, I think I think we're gonna see. If, I think we're gonna probably get Phyrexian Metamorph as like the clone of the set. I yeah. think Malira is gonna be in the set. The I wouldn't be surprised. Poison, and it'd be cool to it'd be right. cool to see Mutagenic Growth reprinted at Common. I mean, right, that'd be a fun yeah, card. Yeah, to yeah, have no, I, I think we'll limited. get a few of those like Gut Shot, maybe. Gut Shot, maybe. Yeah. Right, right, and oh, Probe, Probe gets reprinted. Oh yeah, Probe for, for sure. sure, and. You know, I think it's possible because the swords were such a big deal in the first one. I think we're going to get the other, at least two of the the last swords and maybe Body and Mind just to be completionist. But like, Oh, you think that might be a mythic cycle? Those I think, five? I, no, I don't think all five. Because in the first one, there was what, Light and Shadow two. and the, the Fire original and two. The original two. So I think they might do Feast and Famine and War and Peace as like a completion of that cycle. They might not because like kind of what those first two swords is where they got printed by the same artist as the new ones. Yeah. Um and it, then we have to get like body of mine, which is just busted and limited. And, and also also everywhere else. <laughs> also like um when you're trying to respect the importance of limiteds and li- limit like of I'm sorry. Also when you're trying to respect the importance of your limited supply of mythic slots, those aren't really very smart cards to print because nobody Nobody's asking for them. Yeah, and, and it's it's just right. now that you now that you understand, no, okay, I think it's, they could be different. I think you do need some cool things in these slots, and if, maybe they're leaning on Karn and and Emrakul, but there 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 needs to be a few splashy new art cards that they also print at Mythic. Sure, um, I don't know what those are going to be. One of them actually, my like call that's out of left field. I think Bribery might be reprinted as a Mythic. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I was looking through blue cards and like Snapcaster Mage isn't available, and there aren't that many high profile Mythic feeling blue cards. And if Veil Draws are in the set, casting Bribery on your opponent while drafting, and they have any type of Eldrazi on the set is like such big game and could be really fun that I can completely see it being available. Well, it's also, I mean, yeah, if you have one of the three Mythic Eldrazi, sure. But if you see those three, uh, Ulamog's Crusher, the eight, the eight. No, no, I, yeah, I definitely think we're gonna see at common and uncommon a few like of the you know non legendary super Eldrazi, and that's how you know Rise of Eldrazi was. The question I have about like reintroducing some of these mythics and sort of the. Are we going to need? Are we going to need? I mean, if they want to do a a modern masters release every two years, right. that's fine. Are we going to need one uh, just just for the sheer sake of mythic availability? I think we might. I think I think every two years, it's very likely that we get a myth a a, a, ma- a modern masters set. Because Maybe I'm not. not it, it, this is something to ask after this is released, really, because. This is if this is successful as successful as they think it's going to be, which I would be so surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, it would be dumb. Not even maybe the, this kind of becomes what commander products are, where sure. every two years you get a Modern Masters set. 
And that's just what happens. I mean, we we had multiple conversations, one with Chaz and one yeah. with Sperling yeah. in the last four weeks, and, and both times we touched on modern. And in both cases, their sense was, okay, like, sure, you're, you're going to see commons and you're going to see uncommon prices plummet and the availability will be fine there. Even the rares, for, for the right. most part, won't really be so bad. But this mythic rares are so difficult to just open, you to, to, to buy and yeah. open, that you're not really going to fix anything by releasing these mythics. At which point, if you continue to grow the interest in the format, it just scales in difficulty. Right. You might see Tarmogoyf be worth 280 at the end of all this, and people have every other card in the deck but Tarmogoyf. I think it would go to 250. I think if it goes up, it's not going to go higher than 250. But th- I do think that encourages them to do this every two years. And I think draft environments change to enough. Get to, to up the price of Tarmogoyf every two years? No, no, because no, <laughs> eventually that will curve down. If after four years of printing Tarmogoyfs in sets like this, eventually you're going to reprint enough of them where it's going to cur- satiate the people that need them. I mean, and, it's still going to be a hundred-plus dollar card. the value of every rare, common and uncommon. If you're reprinting the same ones every time, but if you add two new sets, that's generally going to increase the amount of different cards you can print in the Yes water. and no. I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. That was my only question. Is I'm just trying to figure well, out I mean, like We were just talking about it, and we're going to talk about it further, but when we go through the draft, draft archetypes... We're going to break down, because that's what most of the cards reprinted were commander staples from these sets. Right. Like, there are cards that are worth some amount of money that are more commander stuff that they print also. Like, the two things in this set are commander and modern, really. And every two years, you get enough cards six years down the line that you'll be able to see, like, oh, these cards are the ones that need to be reprinted. Do you think it's possible that we see, like, Awakening Zone and Polymorph? get reprinted because uh, i do i think I, those are two i don't know if polymorph as much as awakening zone but i definitely think awakening well zone i mean awakening's gonna be sense. obvious because it's an eldrazi card but polymorph just because if it's you're a gonna... cool thing that does something i wouldn't be surprised if someone at wizards is like oh polymorph in the emerald is a thing that's possible yeah. let's make sure that's in the set like i think Cal- we're gonna see Cal- like Cal- something Garden. like summoning trap is gonna be in it we're gonna Cal- see a Cal- lot Cal- of gardens gonna get reprinted. Yeah, yeah yeah like all of these cool ways to cheat eldrazi i think we'll probably see a Gardo's vengeance yep and reprint and we'll probably see a uh, Through the Breach reprint. Do you think we're going to see any of the weird cold snap cards, like Fury of the Horde, get reprinted? Maybe. Uh, one last question that I have. I mean, aside from the rarity and all that stuff, why is Lightning Bolt not available yet? Why haven't they? Pr- why didn't they print it the first time? Well, that kind of gets to the next subject of like commons and uncommons that we're probably going to see reprinted. Should we get into that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Lightning Bolt specifically, if it's going to be printed, will be at uncommon. They've moved away from printing too good removal at common, and That's it's kind so of really weird. warps draft environments. I definitely think they would be a common if they get reprinted. They might just think it's not necessary. It's really format warping. Yeah, and it they is. want and like the point of Modern Masters is to be as draftable and playable, even more so almost than reprint cards. Yeah, and no one's like, oh man, I need my lightning bolts because it if- was reprinted three M sets plus like twelve core sets. So like, let's quickly let's. I think when we did the uh, the multi form the the. I'm sorry. When we did the episode that we talked about answers in every color, yeah. So Bolt was the red one, right? So we may or may not see a lightning bolt, as you said, is format warping. The blue one would be mana leak. Are we going to see mana leak? I believe remand is is a lock. That seems crazy. yeah. I don't think we see mana leak. I think I think even without that, I think if we look at the cards that weren't reprinted in the first one, sure, that were uncommons that were seemed very weird that they were missing are definitely a little bit harder lock. So I think remand is an obvious Aven inclusion. Aven mind sensor. Aven mind sensor. And Serum Visions are kind of the three c- cards that were missing that were available in the first one. So I, I think Serum all of those selling. are pretty locked. I saw Serum Vision selling for $6 at a store the right. other day. That's insane. That's, and it has to be because there's there's such a low access to them, and it shouldn't be. That's a card that people should just have. It's not even a good card. Right. Um, the cards that 
because we've now moved the scale up that I yeah. think we're definitely going to see. Inquisition of Kozlov Inquisition is, is the one that jumps out. Right, and then Deceiver Exarch. Yeah. I think are the two pretty good locks from like the Scars of Mirrodin and, and uh, Zendikar blocks. So do we think because we saw Kiki Jiki and, and uh, Pestermite in the first one, we're going to see Deceiver and then Splinter Twin at Rare Yeah, I definitely one? think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's more fun to do it that way than to print Kiki Jiki again. They might print it again, but I don't see a reason to other than the fact that Red kind of doesn't have a great Mythic to print at that slot um, in the Mythic slot. So yeah. maybe that's a reason to do it, which I think is pretty lame. <laughs> you know a card that I, I wish was available in Modern is Dual Caster Mage. And there was, I, the Judge promo got... Re- yeah, yeah. So, on that today. note, I don't think... Da- I, I almost want to say Damnation might not be coming out in this set. I think... Yeah. I think... So, Gavin Vare, he's is the designer of the uh, from the Vault sets. He yeah. designs one every year. That's part of his job. And everyone, he, he releases kind of an explanation of what each cards are in the set with, like, as an article on the Mothership. Um, when he wrote the last one for Annihilation, where everyone was like, oh, Damnation's an obvious reprint. Why is it not right. going to be here? He said, there's a reason it's not being reprinted. We have plans to get it out there. Everyone thought it was Modern Masters. It seems like the perfect lock for this set, but they just announced a Judge promo for it today. Be weird. But then again... Maybe they do both. It's possible they do both. And we'll see. I mean, it's the same reason I don't think Batterskull is going to be reprinted, because we got a promo of Batterskull. It seems very strange that there would be a... Damnation's not a card that sees all that much play in modern. No, it's, it it's really not. Right, it's, it's barely sees play in fringe control decks. So it would be odd that they would choose to print it as a judge promo and a modern masters card when they have a pretty good, like, pretty good understanding of what's going to get printed a year ahead of time. That seems like too many. But the other side of that is, why did they not include Annihilation if it's just going to be a judge? I mean, maybe because they wanted it for the judge promo program. There's plenty of those out there. I think it's going to be in Modern Masters. I don't know what the lead time is for Judge Promos, actually. And it may, if it's longer than I think it is, different conversation. But that's such a weird card to just never allow to be in. It's like they're like holding on to it for a reason. And judge Promos shouldn't be that reason. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So Inquisition of Kozlek we mentioned. We mentioned Mind Sensor. Color by color, the other ones were obviously Thoughtseize, which is not going to get Not going to be printed, no. Uh, and then... In was it white? Path will be coming back. Yeah, I think we, Path we, is coming back. We assume Path is coming back. Right. Uh, so white, blue, red. In green, were there any green cards at common or uncommon that are not that are? Uh, it's possible, and Thanks, I don't know if Kitch- it falls. I don't think it does fall in the correct time period, but Rancor. But I don't think it falls correctly. Yeah. I think we're gonna get a few pump spells. So I, I think part of this is something to get into if we're really looking at things. Is to get into archetypes, and before we really get into that, you know. I think they're going to come out with Kingship Finks is going to come back. Vines I of think, Asswood, probably. Yeah, Vines of I think a lot of the cards that you would just assume, some of the good ramp cards that yeah. you know were good in Valakut back in the day, like the actual Valakut decks before Scapeshift was a thing we might see. Yep. Um, definitely those to kind of encourage landfall. I think, I mean, I talked about this in the previous podcast on the subject, but uh, Bounce Lands are uh, a very okay. possibility yeah. as the at-common or at-uncommon mana fixing. Yeah, not a bad idea. Just because they interact in a very, very cute way with landfall. So instead of having fetches, which I don't think that would be stupid to waste on Modern Masters, this set's already going to sell it instantly. They don't need to waste it on reprinting fetch lands in this. Yeah. Um, especially if they're going to come back in Zendikar. Jazz was pretty sure that we were going to see him. He, he In Zendikar. Oh, he thinks in Zendikar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, It's a waste. It, it, what ends up happening is you want to save those kind of things for we're going to sell a set and Modern Masters 2 is going to sell instantly. There's going to be no boxes. Like, they don't need to sell yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to sell out in a second. Right. I think if they do a Rare Land cycle, it'll be the Future Sight ones. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because they're all 
so weird and they all like don't belong to a cycle so it's hard to reprint them in general right well so you see grove show up in tron so that makes sense grove of the or... well green red and green white are both ridiculous they're some of the most expensive cards in modern in general Rising Canada is 40 dollars. right so like and and the green red's more expensive yeah so, so you see like, those and so you... those being reprinted is like up makes a lot of sense at yeah. rare and then if you're going to do that you might as well reprint the river of three. river of tears nimbus maze and graven cairns graven right. cairns is, was... is the filter land which is the weird one and maybe they do something else at that red black slot i don't know what they would do so i think they'll just do all five if they do five or just do the expensive two that's fair okay um the other lock for lands could be the man lands though i have money that they're going to be in origins personally <laughs> that makes sense yeah you, you get you get players familiar with the cycle of man lands it's right fixing and, and i do think we're going to more, I am more confident that we're going to get a enemy cycle of man lands in Return of the Zendikar than we're going to get the enemy fetch lands. And that's really that is really interesting that you could possibly at the same time in standard have ten, uh, ten color man lands. Yeah, which, I mean, which should be, be cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's, I don't think it's too powerful. It's just every color gets to choose. Before we get into like the, the actual draft archetypes, which will let us kind of talk about which rares are going to be printed in the set and like how they kind of go about things, I do want to talk about kind of the philosophy and how they print these things. So if you look at Modern Masters 1, yeah. there were archetypes that they didn't include that kind of feel like obvious fits. Like they printed weird tribal in green-white, like the Thalids, when very easily elves could have fit into that slot. And some of it is just like we don't want to do all of the obvious ones. But part of it is if you look at what they didn't include, the next following sets, Zendikar had huge elf and merfolk themes and vampire themes. Um, Scars of Mirrodin... Didn't had some elves in it as well, like it has Azuri, which is a big deal. So, like, if you really look at where it was going, it makes a lot of sense for them to be like, you know what? Let's save elves for later. We don't print any good goblin cards other than goblin guide after this. After sure. this, let's do goblins. You know, we're not gonna. We don't have a lot of um, fairies beyond Lorwyn block. Let's do fairies here. And, and so this set, I think they're gonna do elves and merfolk as their two main obvious tribal things. The things that people think might be coming that I don't think, I don't think we'll have vampires. I think they wait till the next one because Innistrad offers a lot more vampires sure, than sure. anything else. I think they wait on black-white tokens because the best token cards are in Innistrad. You get Lingering, Lingering Souls. Souls is the most important, which, at which and, point Spectral Procession gets reprinted later. Right. And, and, you know, you don't, as they showed before, they didn't reprint some of these high-powered uncommons and commons, sure. so they might wait for these things as well. So then, as one deck and one strategy, if Black-White Tokens gets waits till later, that means that we're, we probably won't see Sarah Ascendant, we probably won't see Martyr of Sands, we probably won't see Ranger of Eos. These are all probably cards that come in Modern Masters 17. Right. Yeah, that would make like sense. Like the life gain, doing a Soul Sisters Black White kind of yeah, thing. Which would be a, a which, is, which is a great theme to print for a limited right. environment. And it's a great way to make the deck healthy, but it's not an expensive deck to begin with. So Right. The other important thing to look at is so like Conspiracy came out last summer. So like Red Green Walls, which was a huge Rise of Drazi theme, yeah. is unlikely because it was there was a wall there's a red white wall theme in Conspiracy. Not to mention the last one is how similar is this going to be to Zendikar? Because I think it's a huge mistake if they make a limited environment that's kind of like Rise of Eldrazi meets Scars of Mirrodin-esque. Right. But then we walk into Zendikar block, and it's another melding Rise of Eldrazi with other draft formats environment. Well, to be totally fair, we actually don't know what return to Zendikar is going to be. 
we don't really know. I mean, you can assume there'll be a lot of landfall, and you can assume that there's going to be Eldrazi. And the, the things that we have, and they're not confirmed, obviously, but the things that we can pretty much confirm are Eldrazi are still there because they're in the picture. Right. <laughs> um, and landfall and allies are big likelihoods. Of, both have high likelihood to return. Those are the two mechanics from Zendikar that, you know, on Mark Rosers Tumblr, that often is how they, like, figure out things doing data, are, like, the things that people want back the most. Landfall is, like, the mechanic of Zendikar, the thing people love, and it has a lot of space available to it. And allies, they got a lot of flack for not including allies in Raziel Drazi. Sure, sure. Not necessarily even the mechanic of using allies, but just the creature type. So they're going to put a lot of effort to include those things. So those three things are very likely to set up in Zendikar. The thing is, is when I first did this review, the thing I plan on saying is that, like, red-green is a pretty good lock for ramp into Eldrazi. But are they going to want to do two of those in the row? Is Zendikar going to be red-green? And is Rise of Eldrazi, is MM15 going to be red-green ramp into Eldrazi? Well, I think that I think that ponders a really interesting question here, which is that this is a very limited release set. And the skill level of this set is high. This is not, this is, this is beyond expert level set. This right. is limited release. Um, only the most competitive players really are interested in this set. So... How how heavily does Wizards want to tie in this set's limited success as well as its themes to what's going on with their basic expert level expansions and, and their right. and their basic even not not I guess what I'm saying is you want to spend a lot of time throwing this out there to steal the thunder from your major launch of the next fall, which is why I think it's actually and I I think my prediction is they are going to lean away from. Something like we talked about being as conservative, you're not going to see something like the dragons. I think you're going to see little bits. Of, like I wouldn't right. be surprised to see Elishnorn and Primeval Titan and. Uh, well, that's what I'm I, saying. I, I think Iona. you mix it up. I don't think you do one big cycle of dragons. I think the thing with you're saying though, everything you just named is like huge. If every mythic is a six CMC or above, or most other than a few of them. Oh, I said Iona. I'm sorry. I meant. Uh, Linvala. Linvala. That would make more sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think you'll see Iona. No, I don't, I don't either. I mean, it's possible. It's definitely in that realm of cards they could print, but I think I, Linvala is a much more high profile. The thing to keep in mind, too, is look at uh, look at Modern two years ago. Very different format. Very different format, but Birthing Paw was still around, and Linvala was an important piece of that. So when that when this set would have been locked, Linvala was a card that they had their eyes on. Yep. Because they need to reprint that card because it was at fifty dollars. Sure. And it's a high profile mythic set. People like it. It's an angel. It's definitely a very easy card to say could be a mythic rare. Right. Um, which is why I also don't think, you know, Gideon is a possibility for that slot. Sure. Um looking back at other archetypes, I don't think Enchantress is likely. There's a huge Enchantress theme in Rise of Eldrazi. Yeah, and ones. all the Umbras and things. All the Umbras, and there's Noggle's deck, but I think if you wait a little bit, you get some of the Return the Ravnica, or maybe even wait till Theros to like really wait, and you get like a cool Enchantressy theme that you can go even farther with. It's starting to look pretty pretty deep if you're going that far. I think they have to. If they're planning on doing it every two-year Modern Masters, they're going to have to plan out which draft types do we want in the later sets. Right. Like... We know that, you know, the, one of the mistakes of Theros block is there was no constellation theme. Yeah. Like, only, the last set had it, and it wasn't pushed as hard as we'd like. If we waited till Modern Masters 19, <laughs> which is really long down the line, and we wait till Theros block is available for this and did a Enchantment Matters draft strategy, that could be really interesting, but we'd have to wait and make sure we don't blow our load too early. Uh, I'm going to want to go through what I think some of the archetypes are going to be and okay. maybe talk about them. Shoot. So I think Infect in either green-black or maybe black-white or maybe green-white, one of those combinations, is well, if, a pretty good lock. Uh, if you think about it from from the standpoint that you're going... So in, assuming you're going to see Hierarch, 
right? That's yeah. that's a big card. You figure you're gonna see that card, and you assume you're gonna see Inkmoth Nexus, right? Um, so we then we know so we know almost and probably Vines of Aswood. Right. So almost positively, you start green. At which point you have to say, okay, what are the most important support cards that you would like to see for Modern? Well, I mean, in the original set, it was green-black. The one reason I think it could be different color combination is, and I think it's black more likely than green if it is that, they kind of might want to mix it up for this. We saw what green-black infect is like. We did that through all of Scar and Mirrodin block. They want to be like, you know what, let's start, let's just get every good white infect creature from all three sets, which white had the second most. Um, and Alice Norton is a big character, especially if Alice Norton is returning in this set. And let's do black because black or green, like pick one. I think it's probably green because green has more pump. So then you have green, white. You don't think you're going to see green, blue, so you can get blighted agent? No, I think I think it's just the problem with blue is there's only two blue infectors. Blighted agent and, and the five fire. Yeah. File Drake. Oh, I guess there's there's three because there's the proliferate one that has infect. There's a few blue ones, but viral, yeah, viral there's drink. not nearly as many as enough to like fill a draft archetype, really. But you could just make them heavily green and print blighted agent. It's 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 not the worst thing in the world if you print if you print like uh, you get glistener elf, you get uh, blighted agent. You get a lot in green and black, and the arch- there are artifact ones which would I, I do think like blue, black, and green maybe all three have some infect in them. Yeah. Because I see blue, black being artifact with like a proliferate esque yeah, thing right, going right, right. on because there are a lot of counters. And one of Mar- Mark Rosard's regrets is he didn't push proliferate enough as he'd want. So maybe this time having a proliferate heavy mechanical theme with old scars of Mirrodin cards and old uh, Esper cards yeah. is something they can maybe pull off. I don't see them doing white infect. I think that's I don't think that's correct. Yeah, that's fair. I think blue, black, green is more likely. Um. Landfall, I think we're just getting red-white landfall. I think we're just, like, they're going to slide in yeah. all of the super aggressive. That's going to be the aggressive archetype. You're going to have uh, Plated Geopede and Step Links yeah. and Goblin Guide and uh, the Goblin that gives all your creatures plus one out zero haste for kicker. Yeah. Like, there's all these really good red. This is, like, an archetype that was a thing. I don't see why not to bring it back. <laughs> Seems <laughs> just good. Just kind of throw it in there. It's very pretty. Like, Lightning Helix will be in the set also. Yeah. So, it, it, like, instead of it being Giants, it plays very differently. Giants was all about, like, I need to get out my big dudes. This is going to be like, I'm getting under you before you stop me with your big-ass Ildrazi. So here's a- and it, I don't think it's a burn feel. I think it is, like, an, a Boros attack feel, which might lead to, you mentioned him not being reprinted, but he could be in this set, uh, Ranger Obios. Um, but definitely a, a pretty easy slide-in. You know, red-white aggro has always been kind of a, a draft format that's always been kind of very successful. Um, next on the white scale, green-white, allies. Okay. Uh, green white allies were the cards that had the most. One of the reasons I think you print this here is this is one of the setups for Zendikar. Makes this sense. is how you reprint a bunch of cool allies for all the new players that never really got to play with them. You're like here. Cause like, they're not going to be worth anything. They're not worth anything now. Um, but when you reprint them, I'll get rid of mine to all these new players. They'll get cool allies. They're like, Oh, I want to get more allies for my ally deck. Zendikar comes out in September. Allies are back. You remind the world they exist while giving casual players a little cool access to these cards for the first time in a while. I'm hoping that when they reprint allies in the Return to Zendikar, I'm hoping they push the power level because what, there's few things in Magic's history that piss me off more than when you print a card type or a creature type or a subtype on something that's supposed to be interactive with you know within the limited environment, the construct environment of that time, and it doesn't relate to anything else that's ever been printed. Well, so al- oh yeah, yeah, the, it's the... it's the equivalent of essentially uh, arcane and things like that. Soul shift, right? Things that you can find loose connections, like like soul shift relates to other creatures that have the subtype spirit, right? But, but no, the, I, I, it's uh, it's annoying. A, it's called parasitic design, where it's restrictive. It only works within the set you're in. 
it makes the cards not have a timeless, powerful feel. Right. You know, I'm I'm much more interested in finding weird uses for cards set to set, year to year, block to block, where you can use something right. for six And one of the ago. ways you can kind of massage this, because Slivers is technically one of these, is you just print more of them. <laughs> I know, but so like the, the point of modern, right. the, the whole point of the format is that you're supposed to be able to look at cards over this entire span of time and combine something that's 10 years apart right, right, and right, find right. a connection. Allies don't feel like that kind of card. Yes, but if you look at Modern Masters 1, they had the uh, arcane theme. They and had arcane, which you just mentioned. And, well, Suspend wasn't that, because Suspend works by its with other cards. But as I know, as somebody who's tried to use this over and over again, there's very few things right. that reference time counters. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, in the draft environment, they printed cards that interact with the time counters because they had a lot of Suspend. Yes, but that that is in every format. More importantly, arcane spells don't work without arcane spells. Right. There are arcane spells that just do something and they're fine, but there are cards, like, it's a, it's a mechanic that needs itself to interact with itself. Yes. And Allies is like that. And I think Modern Masters is a place that like doing that. I mean, look at Rebels, same kind of deal. Look at Giants. Like, you, when you build archetypes, you do this. But the cool thing about Allies is, is it's putting these casual cards into people's hands that like casual that will be given more of this card in the future to me it feels more likely that you would see a push of merfolk in the set i think we get both i just don't think you're gonna see allies i think you're gonna see merfolk i think you're gonna i think you might see allies in return to zendikar and merfolk but i don't think they're gonna give us both in modern masters why wouldn't you why not both why are they exclusive of each other because merfolk is timeless so i think there is there's no no, no allies i'm not saying we don't see merfolk i'm saying we get both i don't know why you can't have one or the other no, no, I'm saying I think you're correct that in Zendikar we see both. I think no, no, in no, Modern no, no, Masters. No. I think in Modern Masters we get both. I don't know if we'll get Merfolk in Zendikar. I don't I mean there'll be some Merfolk, but I won't be tribal. I think in Modern Masters 15, we will get Merfolk as a draft archetype. It will be the blue-white archetype. It'll I agree. It'll be a combination of what it was in Laurelin totally. and <laughs> with some of the cool Zendikar ones, like the level-up ones. Yeah. Um and you get a bunch of sweet cards that people would like to right. have more copies of. But I A, some of the allies are merfolk, which helps because it helps the two archetypes splash with the white area. But B, there's no reason why those have to be mutually exclusive. Because there's not one good ally card that actually fits into any deck. But there's no good giant card in modern. There's no good... I mean, there's a primeval titan, but that wasn't part of the giant archetype in modern masters. There's no good rebel card. There's no good goblin... There's not really a goblin deck in modern. (laughs) There's a goblin archetype. The archetype doesn't need to beget the modern playability. It needs to beget the playability of it in the draft environment. And green-white ally, this needs to do something else, and Wizards has been working really hard at this. If you notice, the Commander release of last year had a huge Zendikar theme. If you notice that last, the last M set had Zendikar mentioned, and that's because they're getting better at setting up the future, and this entire, almost every product release is basically setting up this return to Zendikar. Why would Modern Masters... Not all, and it's already doing that. We're confirmed; they're all drowsy. I mean, that's happened already. So, I it makes sense. The only reason I can see them not doing it is because not Merfolk, but Eldrazi are in the set. They don't want both, both allies, Eldrazi and Landfall in a set right before we get Zendikar. Zendikar would will have all three. That's that was sort of my line of thinking. Okay. I just, I, it's it's not when you say that there was there's no giant deck in modern. That's not the point. There are cards that you would play in a giant deck that probably show up in modern because they're just good they're good red and white cards. I mean there are good red and white cards like Lightning Helix but none of the giant specific cards yes. are modern. There is not staples. one single card that says ally on it that was printed in Zendikar that has a place in any modern deck. Yeah, there are a few that are power level high enough if enough allies are printed that yes, complement them. This is true. There's like the uh the Llanowar Elf that ramps higher than Llanowar Elf. Right, right. Uh all colors, Birds of Paradise. There's the clone version. There are enough and when the allies were in standard there was a Naya nice Standard 
deck that won at least one GP in multiple like regular size. Tournaments. I know you also love allies. So. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> to be totally. I mean, like I, everyone had an ally deck if you were a beginner in that era, but like allies are relatively over not my thing. Yeah. I just do think they're a draft archetype that kind of could make sense in this environment. Well, we digress. So let's yeah. let's let's continue down the list. So we've covered those. Let's now we we get into. Uh, we get into proliferate being good. Yeah, I think so. a blue black artifact themed deck. Esper, we got the blue white side. I think doing blue black, blue black in uh, Scars of Mirrodin was very proliferate. We sort of touched on this. Does counters? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. touched on this. And Can, if you look at regular Mirrodin, there are a lot of like charge counter themed things. Yeah, yep. So doing a draft archetype with stuff like Tumble Magnet. It makes sense. Yep, I agree. And you get you get to use the wellsprings. You get to use there's probably right. some sort of a sack outlet. You, you know, Tezzeret we mentioned, yeah. and, and not to mention you also get the fact that proliferate interacts with infect. So you can use once again, it's like kind of the way infect was meant to interact with blue, yep. but they toned down because of new world order in the original scars of meter block. Yep. And here's an environment where it's new world order doesn't matter anymore. Awesome. Um, next elves. I think elves is coming back. Elves can always be anywhere, so it's the, it's, it's something easy... they might save just because black, green, and black, green, white. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, there's an argument to be made that instead of allies, they do elves because th- there is a green, white elf theme in Lorwyn. There are a lot of green elves. You can do something along those lines. Azuri is green. That white. makes to, to, honestly that makes more sense to me. That's that makes more sense to me than allies. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I, it's it's the sort of thing. I just I think that they are hyper conscious of this in design. Just the thing I'm talking about, right. where things that that only interact with themselves are well, not and, things. And they there like are other push. there are other ways to push that maybe get people casual friends these ally cards. It very well could end up that this August the dual deck that we haven't heard announced yet could right. be allies versus Eldrazi. That and would be just like yes. an Eldrazi red green spawn deck and an ally deck from that era. Wipe your hands clean. Makes way more on. sense because you got to realize that that the getting allies into the hands of casual players. That's not something this set's going to do because casual players aren't going to buy Modern Masters. They're going to look at the booster pack and they're going to say, this costs this much and this costs this much. Yes. Why would I spend this much on Fair. this? And you right, know, right. I mean, it, it, There could be different levels of promote. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think maybe allies, you could be right. But I do think elves slide into that very well. because That makes much Because basically, after Scars of Mirrodin, there has not really been a set where elves were even printed almost. I don't they weren't in Innistrad. Yeah. They weren't in Theros. They were in Scars they were in Return to Ravnica, but it's like a gold set that's weird. Yeah. And they're not on Tarkir. Elves have been pretty much missing since then. So this is like the wall for elves to come back. Yeah. It's it's a pretty good archetype that could pretty easily slide in. There are a lot of cool cards that are expensive in modern of the uncommons that are elves and merfolk. I mean, we didn't mention this before, but curse catcher is like a $10 card. Right. And curse catcher doesn't make sense that much without merfolk or like mirror regery doesn't make a lot of sense without merfolk. Sure. But both of these cards, if merfolk is a draftable thing, makes sense. Heritage druid is another example of a card that only makes sense if elves is playable, but could easily slide in. It feels more in theme with what I think Modern wants to do. So elves, and then the last one we have is green blue ramp control. Uh, I think it, it's more like between red green and green blue, and this is another thing like the allies, I guess, where how similar or dissimilar they want to be right. from Rise of the Eldrazi, Rise of the Eldrazi and, and Zendikar. Yeah, Return of Zendikar. If you know there's going to be another red green Eldrazi spawn deck, then they can't do that in this set. So you have to somehow be able to cast these Eldrazi. And a control ramp deck that's just trying to get there with all yeah. the ramp cards maybe is the way you go about doing it. Which that. is, that was sort of when I started asking earlier in the podcast about something like Polymorph. I was wondering, will we see right. an alternate strategy like right. that? Um, and if we get the bounce lands, there could be more lands than we're really giving credit for. Yeah. Like, there could be that cycle of um, spell lands 
right. from Zendikar block, where like you get the zero one plant or you pseudo scry for, or you know, like there's a bunch of cool lands that do enter the battlefield effects that right. very easily slide into what's going on. What about the what about the storage lands? From from Time Spiral, they don't interact with Landfall as well as you'd want, but they do interact with Proliferate. They do, so it's possible. I don't think we're seeing both. I think you have to pick one. Interesting. Um, if you have there twenty any? cards in the set that are all lands, yeah, <laughs> and you want to maybe them even interact with other lands, that's hitting a limit. I think to what's yeah. actually possible. That's fair. Um, I mean, there are other possible things. You know, red black could very well if blue red. Or blue black is a artifact. Um, artifact uh, proliferate kind of thing. Red black could be artifact sac- sacrifice, which gives you the thing we're talking about with the wellsprings. Right, which exactly. Is a great. Uh, you can also look at you know things to be important. This is kind of where we start going more into just like making it up as we go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there aren't that many archetypes. Like there are a lot of cool draft archetypes from older sets that they just might put in because they sure. can, and that's kind of what these are for. Yep. These are kind of the main. In fact. Artifact, counteriness, yep. elves, merfolk, landfall, uh, aggro, uh, ramp. These are the things that you kind of are expecting. Right. And there are probably other archetypes we're not even touching on. Maybe there is tokens. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they don't care that Lingering Souls. Lingering Souls will be reprinted ten times. Yeah. Bitter Blossom looks to be pretty much a lock in the set. Yeah. Um, so a Spectral Procession then could show up maybe. Exactly. They might try and do another time spiral, like another draft strategy from Time Spiral block that they didn't really include. There's a lot of options available. Sure. Um, last but not least, I want to do some shout-outs of cards we think are going to be reprinted before kind of going to the Twitterness and saying what people said on Twitter because we asked them questions. Cards that we didn't really mention, I think Crucible Worlds is possibly yeah, very likely in the set. I think that's fair. Um, especially because we're going Zendikar, Fetchlands are modern or standard right now. They play well together. Um, Full Manor Mage is one that was obviously yep. that might be the one of the mythic, that might be the gold mythic, yep. even possibly. Um Scapeshift is pretty much a lock in my head. Valakut yep. is pretty much a lock in my head, unless I can see Valkut not being included if we get it back when we get back to Zendikar. Oh, that'd be interesting. Because it is from I th- Zendikar. I thought about that. Um, I see us getting, you know, stuff like Eye of Ugin maybe could be one of the mythics. Okay. Uh, or are we getting Eye of Ugin reprinted? Because something that is going to happen with Zendikar is more reprints are going to happen. Right. Uh, which we kind of saw with dragons because um, they're getting rid of corsets. So we might get Eye of Ugin and stuff like that. Um, Azuri, Splinter Twin... Uh, Coral High Commander. These are all cards that kind of the the big ones though, like Spellskite. Spellskite is is, is a, a lock. is a lock in my mind. I think I think you're forgetting about Wormcoil Engine. It's another one that I don't think it's coming back. Interesting. It's got a few promos already. Last year it was reprinted. Last summer over the summer it was even reprinted. Um, and it's a mythic rare. The mythic slot is so filled already. So packed. Like yeah. the thing is, you have to look at things that aren't mythic. Like. It would be great if Kalini Hydra was reprinted. I think that'd be a great reprint. Maybe they bring it to rare to do it because that card interacts really cool with devotion. All these cards that people have right now, right? Um, but it's a mythic rare, so it was like hard. Avenger Zendikar is kind of a great commander mythic rare that they could print at green. But they're already printing Tarmogoyf. Yeah, does maybe is it really Prime the card? Titan. Yeah, maybe pr- yeah. you know, like yep, yep. there's a lot of cards like Mindbreak Trap. Actually, like that's one of my bets also for the other blue. If they're going to be two blue non-cycle yeah. cards, Bribery and Mindbreak Trap are great slots for that in Mythic. God, it would be so because I would be so disappointed to see Mindbreak Trap. It's just such it's such a boring. It'd be such a boring right. card. So you run into these issues of like how where do you temper reprint needs to right. Um, and you know if you're looking at these archetypes, there are a lot of good Merfolk. 
rares. Like right. they're, you know, that they'll probably they're, normally I think in the first one they had like three rares per archetype. Sure. So like Merfolk will have um two of the lords and uh Coralheim commander. Okay. Uh elves will have either Elvish Archer or Elvish Champion. We'll get Azuri. We'll get um Imperious Perfect at Uncommon. Oh yeah. Um same as Mirror Regri at Uncommon. Yep. I think we'll probably get either Draga Warcaller, which is the kicker you get yep. counters in all elves, or possibly to kind of cement the green-white archetype, get... Um, Reese Redeemed. Reese Redeemed. Yeah, he's good. Depending on what archetypes, like if Red Black is like, yeah. reanimate Gory's Vengeance is a bigger lot. Easily. If Red Black is artifact sacking, then getting cards that kind of lean to that, like um, Greater, Greater Gargan. That was in the first one. Though. Yeah, but, that was the, yeah. but I do think we're going to get some reprints from the first one. Like yeah. Cryptoman's a lock to come yeah. back. Yep. And and some of the low profile, ugh, the lower profile ones, maybe not, but if it helps the draft format, they'll do it. Sure. Um. So that's kind of our thoughts on what Modern Masters Two is going to be. Solar Temptation is going to come back too, but it never was there. We haven't. It wasn't in the first one. I'm saying it's going to come you, back. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, there are definitely blue rares. There's rares in each side. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, last but not least, we want to. You know, we asked what you guys on Twitter thought was going to happen. We're going to do this every episode from now on, hopefully. <laughs> I keep saying that and keep forgetting. Uh, so here's some of the answers. Uh, Vincent T, uh, who always goes in, who is V is for Vincent. Uh. Of wants Karn Liberated, which we know is coming, and is like begging for Noble Hierarch, which I think I you're going to be rewarded lot. on both. Yep. Uh, Eric Landis, Proggy Boog. It's a good one. <laughs> Anything. Uh, Noble Hierarch, also Grove of the Burnwills and Daybreak Coronet are his two wants. I think, again, I think it's a pretty solid chance. Yeah, I think if Noggles is doing Daybreak, is possible, but I, I actually think Daybreak is a holdover. I think this is okay. a wait till 2016 when we do an Aura themed or 2019. Sure, I sure, think. sure. Um, Ian Leslie, uh, X-D-S-T-R-Y-R, is hoping for Cryptic Command and Damnation. We talked about them. Cryptic Command is pretty much a lock. Damnation is possible. Yeah. It has <laughs> limitations because they decided to announce t- today that there are judge promos coming out. Yep. Um, and last but not least, Matt Sperling texted us and said he didn't really have an opinion what was going to be reprinted, but he wants to know, well, will we need a Modern Masters every year? And that's why, well, I believe the question that we we pondered was, Will we need a Modern Masters every two years? Right. Uh, if his question is, will we need one yearly? I think I think yearly is not going to happen. I don't think there's enough release things, and I think it's too often too much. But I think every two years is highly likely. I ugh, I think every two years is highly likely. I just can't. I still can't figure out how you're going to answer the. How do you bring the price of the Chase Mythics down enough to make the format approachable to a younger player? Well, that's what I. Can't I think eventually out. you print enough. I think if Tarmogoyf comes out every five comes out three times every two years at the print levels they're doing eventually people that want them get their hands on them yeah maybe i think that's or they don't reprint you don't have to reprint tarmogoyf every time if next year's the next modern masters modern masters 2017 doesn't have tarmogoyf in it it makes it even harder to get tarmogoyf at that point. right but if you're saying it makes it more expensive to keep reprinting it then it wouldn't have that effect but they just might reprint it every time and i think that'll lower its effect it's interesting it's interesting to look at such long term plans with right. such a new release but it seems to be that that's sort of what they have in mind um so what's what's uh what's your one favorite card that they could reprint not at mythic me uh probably fulminator mage actually would be the one i, I love that card i think it's ridiculous that it's as expensive as it is that that noble hierarch are the two that immediately come to mind hierarch yeah. maybe even more so goes in more decks I'm definitely I'm definitely on the full mentor mage. It's like this one staple in modern that I've never really got my hands on because yeah. I missed the boat and it like cuts me out of fun decks like um Living End. Living End. Um cool. So Oh yeah. All right. Uh last as always, uh, you know, please follow us on Twitter. 
We are at the MM Cast. I am at Kess Wiley. I am at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know, as I said at the beginning of the cast, I'm going to say it right now. Make sure to rate us on iTunes. There is a link on RocketJump.com's website where we live. And you can click on it. Go to iTunes. You can go on iTunes. Give us five stars, four stars, any stars. Five stars. <laughs> that way, you know, the more ratings we get, the more we show up and the more followers we get, which makes it more encouraging us for the make more content. And hopefully you guys like the content because we like making it. Um, last but not least, uh, Command Zone, our sister podcast. Make sure to go check it out. It's awesome. They're probably going to have a really cool episode this week or had the episode this week about the recent change in the rules for Commander. Yeah. Um, no longer – now, for now on, if a general changes zones, it goes back to your command zone if you want. It's no longer if it gets bounced or tucked to your graveyard or deck, it go, it's gone forever. So that's new. doesn't really affect us because we play modern. <laughs> Don't lie. You play plenty of Commander. I, I actually probably play Highlander Roulette more <laughs> than I play Commander at this I'm point. I'm on that train. Um, so – that's kind of it for today. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and have a good week. And we and... hope you had a good pre-release, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us what one. you drafted. Tweet us. Tweet us. We want to know. All right, guys, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to the MMCast at rocketjump.com. See you later, alligator. <laughs>